0: Recording. 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 Oh. It feels so good. Stretch We're down. back. Stretch it out. All right. So by now you know that Danielle has had another baby. And that means that breastfeeding is back in our immediate thoughts Uh, because yeah because danielle is in the shit and i am continuing to say how do people have more than one child (laughs) that remains a mystery to me that i'm trying to find out so we waited on this topic because we knew that we wanted the perspective of someone who's in it who's going Um, through in the trenches (laughs) in the trenches and also because like frankly it is a fraught topic I don't you know for very various reasons it seems like people get a little crazy when they talk about breastfeeding (laughs) so with that intro let's let's get to it let's talk about this so we'll start out with uh with my my experience um and granted, this was two years ago now almost. So it's colored by some rose rose rosy glasses, I suspect. But I had a pretty easy time. Don't don't murder me. Like Where's my AK 40. We had I know. Danielle's eye starts twitching. <laughs> um so I went into to be fair, I had really low expectations. My best friend from growing up had a lot of trouble breastfeeding, like a lot. And i would had other friends who were just like miserable trying to breastfeed. So I was expecting like, this might really suck. And if it does, it's cool. Like millions of babies grow up on formula and they are fine. Um, and then I was one of those lucky jerks who was just like, had this monster baby who was just like, <laughs> feed me. Like the hardest thing about it. Was that he always wanted to eat. Like, every two hours. He was a freaking monster. So we did not have to wake him up. He woke us that up. That milk was good. Um, I also ha- got really lucky that he just eventually kind of lost interest. Like, when I went back to work, I had daycare in my the basement of my office building. So I just fed him like normal for a few months. Then I changed jobs. And by that time, I was close to eight months out. And... We just kind of moved to, like, evening and morning feeds. And then eventually he was like, you know what? I'm cool. Like, this food stuff seems like a jam. Um, Does your milk and come in you- strawberry and artichoke flavor? No. <laughs> no. No, really? Not, not into it. This is not chewable. <laughs> um, he also had a lot of teeth. Mm. So we were both, we, we, like, happily parted at that point. So I had a pretty easy time, you know. Little bumps, little little stuff that was annoying. He refused to eat lying down, so you know I lost my mind feeding him every two hours around the damn clock before I was finally like, enough of this,
1: enough, already, enough. <laughs> but okay, I want you to know you do not have to feel bad if it was smooth because there are loads of people that have. Listen, I know loads of people that have had smooth experiences. Um, but the thing about it is, so so can't believe I can say first time round and second time round. This is madness. How how more than one child? How uh, we're, the, we're still figuring out. <laughs> uh, so the first time it, it kind of went the same way. The second time's been going. The first two weeks are absolutely horrendous. Um, so I'm in the midst of it all over again, and I just, I just. That first two weeks, it, all I kept feeling was like, this shit is not natural. And who are these people that keep telling me that it's just like the baby comes out and then it suckles gently on your nipple. No, that's not what happens. That's not what For me, at least, that's not what happens. Um you know, this time around, you know, baby number two came out and she was great and she latched on easily. And as soon as we got home, it just kind of all just went downhill. I mean, I don't know how graphic you guys need it to be, but it was like, there was just like real graphic. Oh my gosh. Bleeding nipples. Just like feeling like there's, and, 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 and the fear of feeding your baby is the worst feeling ever because you're, crying I mean again this is just my experience I would be crying because she was about to feed but I knew that was the way I wanted to feed her so I was constantly like Doug would bring her to me I would start crying literally I would bite into a um like a towel you know you like clench down on it so that all the forcefulness goes into there so you're not like squeezing the baby when she latched on and then the other thing is, a lot of people will say, well, you know, did you check your latch? And we can go into, like, all of those other discussions and things like that. But the natural, the latch was fine. This was just the, – the midwife came down to it. She was just like, you just have sensitive, sensitive nipples. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. That's funny when you're talking about how I got into this process, into this place. It's not so funny <laughs> when you're talking about feeding your baby. And it's just like – I don't know. I I just felt like we needed to have this conversation, even if our experiences are completely different, because I just felt like the conversation around it just made it seem that it was always a smooth transition. And maybe it's because I didn't have a best friend that went through it like you did, Kate. So again, expectations were different. Yeah. But I think a lot about child rearing and pregnancy and breastfeeding is that you're told that it's natural. And then for some people like me, maybe, maybe more wise people like you, Kate, don't do this, but I assume natural means smooth progression. It means uh, relatively easy, not biting cloth to get through one of the like eight to 10 feedings that you're doing that day. You know, without the elastin seven months, we'll see how long we last this time around. Because again, after that two week period, things smooth over, it does get easier. And because I'm not that person that's so coordinated to have bottles and steamers and warmers and all that stuff, breastfeeding is just easier for me every day, the way, I, the way I survived with them breastfeeding was that every time it would get so bad, it was too late to go to the grocery store and get formula. And the next day would come and I'd be like, okay, no, I can do this. And then by the time that seven o'clock feed came around, I was like, I cannot do this. And Doug's like, we got to push through the kid. <laughs> and then that's how we, that's how, literally how we stay breastfeeding with Dowdy. And th- I'm not going to lie. That's how we stayed breastfeeding. And I think it's partly a tactic because you, I wanted to breastfeed, right? But there was always that moment of weakness just about every single night for two weeks. That makes me
0: so sad for you. <laughs> that makes me really mad. But, uh, but
1: then who do you get mad at, was right? That
0: kind of experience,
1: yeah. I mean, and that goes to like that's something else we want to talk about, which is why we did it because, yeah, I can't get mad at little baby, little precious baby that comes out and just like, Wham, I'm just hungry. Feed me what you will. Right. I could have said, here's formula, be well and be merry," but I didn't. And why did I stay for two weeks crying every single night? Yeah. Why?
0: I guess that's my question is like, what was your thought process in sticking with it?
1: Uh, Oh gosh. How do I say this? Part of it was knowledge that breast is best air quotes, right? Like it's really good for the baby. There are benefits for both mother and partner, uh, most, both mother and baby. I mean, and I, I believe that, but I also am clearly the type of person that's like, do what's best for you. Feed your baby. Because again, my midwife's awesome and, um, Jules and you'll, you probably have heard the last episode about her, but, um, it's just so much better for the baby when you're happier. So a lot of that process, I'm not sure why I kept breastfeeding. To be honest, like I had lost the purpose behind it somewhere along the way. It was I was doing it because I think it's the right thing to do, but I wasn't happy, and I was I was literally crying through the process every single time. And I'm not talking about like oh tears, silent tear of joy. I mean screaming crying because it was so painful. Oh my god. And I don't. And I'm sitting here looking at you now, like Kate, and I'm like I don't. I think the second time around, maybe I knew that it would get better and maybe I knew that that was a possibility that it would get better. The first time around, I definitely don't know why I kept doing it. I think it might have (laughs) been guilt or that, you know, I I so want to give my baby the best thing possible that I'm going to put myself in detrimental situation to give that to the baby. But I don't want to sound like I'm saying that giving her formula was giving her formula could have made that experience so much better for both of us. Do you do you feel like
0: you had any external pressure? Like, was it, like, reading stuff or talking to other moms or family? Or do you feel like this was just
1: a goal you latched onto? Ah, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> Jokes. Well, listen, we should switch to the comedy center. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's funny, like nipple pain gosh why did i do it like i said i don't know why i did it and i think for a lot of women that i've talked to especially living here it's very like pro breastfeeding and i think that might be partly it too is that like um as much as some jules my midwife was the bomb.com right she was so honest and upfront about everything but still even with her as like my guide through the process there were a lot of other um just you do, Just even the theory that breast is best, like even that slogan in itself, like, so why wouldn't I want to give my baby the best, right? And you're dealing with a type yeah. A plus psycho person here. So of course I'm going <laughs> to like, oh, you said that's the best thing that I'm going for the best thing. And I think this is why being a mother is such a good experience for someone like me, because it really challenges the notion that I just should strive for the top without looking at what's really the best for myself. Um, so d- is Dowdy great and awesome? Is it because of the breast milk? Sure. But all her little buddies were on formula at very early ages, maybe one month or even from the start. So it's like they're equally as amazing. And talented. Really? Yeah. Like, so my entire baby group, I mean, I think one of our, one out of the six of us stayed on for the long haul. So she breastfed too. 11 months, 12 months. And I have, I have a friend that actually, um, is still breastfeeding at two. So, but then there's four other women that started formula probably earlier than one month into it, you know? So I said, I think it says a lot about me and the, the, the struggles that I have as, as a parent, because, I clearly know that there are, I can see both sides to the coin, but I'm always going to put myself in the thing that says it's best for baby. Even if science has proven that yes, it's best, but the effects of the other one aren't that big of a deal.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Cause it feels like, like at least for women of like whatever cultural like moment we're in the pressure to breastfeed like, started as this balancing force against all these market forces telling women not to breastfeed. Yeah. And, like, it never let up. Like, even when that the that opposing force kind of disappeared and you didn't have doctors or, like, husbands being like, you can't breastfeed because that's disgusting and you need to preserve your magnificent tatas for your husband. Like, Like, even when that went away... There was no corresponding, like, relaxation of the, like, breast is best. Because, cause you know, I'm sure it is. But there's got to be it, – it does seem like a corollary to all the pressure to, like, you know, starts off as trying to empower women and then becomes, like, the ban on alcohol and the ban on sushi and, like yeah. – Part of this general feeling of like you don't own your body and you can't make any choices for yourself as soon as you get pregnant.
1: I mean, I I agree. I think I'm just in I'm, I am in a conflicted space because I because right now it's smooth um, and, you know, the latch is fine. The pain has gone away. And yeah. again, we're in a space where. I I actually admire the women that can get their act together with all the bottles and the bags and the warmers and all that stuff. Like it just, just seems too complicated yeah. for me. So, you know, we're on the flip side now where you do see the benefit. I just, I just wish I could come on the show and say, I loved breastfeeding every minute of the moment. And it was a decision I made and yeah, everyone should do it themselves. But I knew for me it was breast is best and that's why I'm doing it. And I think a lot of times through the process, I just, I, uh, I was just too exhausted and too in too much pain to really make a decision that was well thought out either way. And I don't yeah. know if other people yeah. feel like that, but you know, if it's smooth, you probably can say, okay, this is smooth. This works for me. But when you're in the midst of like that much pain on a regular basis, day in and day out, lacking sleep too, it's really hard to make a decision one way or another.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That does seem, oh, that's a really good point. Cause when you're in that place, I didn't, I didn't have that with the actual like pain with breastfeeding, but, um, for a while I was just like already up through six months, woke up every hour and a half to two hours to feed all night long. And, um, I was taking a new job. So I got another couple months off. My husband was like working on a, a big deal case at work and and trying to wrap that up. So I was like, I'll just take all the night feedings. NBD, like, you sleep through, you need your rest. And, like, in hindsight, I look at that, and it's the same situation where I'm like, why did I do that? Like, I knew this was insane. Yeah. He kept being like, you know, you don't, you don't have to do this. And I was like, no, this is, like, what we said we do, and it's happening. And it wasn't until I came out for, like, orientation at my new job and was gone for a few days. And I came back, and Artie was sleeping through the night. Like, I had been causing that, which wasn't good for either of us. But when you're in it and when you're in this, like, sleep-deprived, like, hormone-shock, like, pained place where you have blinders on to everything but, like, what you already had in your head is best for your kid, it's just kind of impossible to get out of it on your own. Like, you need someone outside of you to just, like, smack you in the face and be like stop killing yourself for no reason or
1: you know well because okay so here's here's the devil's advocate on this one right because i agree with you fully but then i'm like well if people should the people breastfeeding only be the ones that have smoother experiences like you or like because because yeah. then people like me that have a rough two weeks but then can come out of it like and let me be clear two weeks i mean it's not a short amount of time when you're dealing with it on a regular basis eight to ten No, times. that's an, that's a lot. It's a long time. So, I'm, I'm but a I, but then you're like, well, it gets easier after that. And that's the part where that was the give and take that I think I like you said, maybe subconsciously had made a decision even every day when I didn't buy that formula or didn't even express, which is in hindsight like why didn't I express? But I think they tell you not to express because um it it can mess up the the production, so you wanna you wanna go all natural for that first two weeks or whatever. Um, but yeah, that that was that was it. Just it was just even now I'm like I don't know why I how I managed to get through it. It was really hard. Um, it was hard on my emotions. It was hard on my, you know. And but then you just didn't then you deal with it. And I don't know. I'm stuttering because I just don't have an answer. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to dealing with it when it's hard for a short amount of time, but then later on beneficial. So here's a question.
0: Do you feel like at this point it's independently, like, is it just neutral now? Are you just not in plant pain? Or do you like enjoy breastfeeding at this point?
1: There are pros and cons. <laughs> 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 um, you're challenging me because there are still days where I'm like, I probably could be a better energetic, more energetic, more, um, there, there are all these things I could be doing a little bit better if I didn't, if I wasn't attached to the booth. But when I see her there attached and she's like super happy and she's like, nom, 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 (laughs) you know, like there is, there is that moment of like, Oh, I'm giving something good to my baby and this is only for a short spirit of span of time. Um, so it's just weird how those things, those pros that seem small on the list of cons can outweigh on, an, on a, on a given, any given day. So I'm going
0: to I'm going to poke you a little <laughs> bit here. I think it's really interesting when I ask about whether like whether you enjoyed it or whether it was felt good. Now you answered with, well, it stops me from doing stuff for other people. But I'm doing something for my baby, and nowhere in there did you get to like, does this physically feel good
1: or bad? You're a hater. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I guess the answer is it feels neutral. It doesn't feel bad, but I don't yeah. get that euphoric feeling that people say they get sometimes when they're yeah. Like I'm like the the letdown still feels like. Meh. <laughs> Like there's, yeah, and then I have milk shooting everywhere, literally, literally. (laughs) I have projectile milk. I know. I always love that (laughs) squirting yourself
0: in the eye. My poor baby. Come on.
1: I wake up at the next morning, and through feeding her in the dark, there's always like this like layer of white crust (laughs) on her face because I've missed her with the boob. So you know, it's just. I think I'm still in the mode of some researcher said somewhere that this is best for my baby and i believe that and i'm going to push through for as long as i can whether or not that yeah. is the right decision in full disclosure i'm not sure um but that's the decision that i've made and on the flip side i don't want to be carrying bottles all the on. so <laughs> like, like yeah. you have to there's a give and yeah. take to both of yeah. those things yeah
0: i mean it is easier it is easier, and I sound horrible. This is one of yeah, those. Your boobs things. are
1: always with you. The, your boobs are always with you, but then there's also the fact that. Okay, so 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 let's talk about the other things I've done to get through it. Um, so I've definitely been relying on friends who have gone through it, whether it's been good or bad. Like even talking about it with UK, even though it's completely different, just being having an outlet to say,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: even to process what you're asking me. Like going back to the guilt, like I feel bad saying I don't enjoy breastfeeding, like. Oh my gosh, like I've got friends that have like totally loved it and they like pop their boob out wherever and they're like, this is my baby and I'm feeding it, and this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm like, convenience does isn't the answer I want to give.
0: Well, it's so, it's so hard to just talk about your experience without it. Like we can't talk about it outside of like a political context because it's so like, it's so contextualized. Like, you can't just say this sucked. And I can't just say, like, it felt good. Cause I was really lucky in that, like, it did feel good. Like, the first time I nursed him after we got out of like the labor room was just like this wash of chemicals. And like, I had whatever like button for oxytocin or whatever there was, was getting like jammed for me. Really? And also, I'm a weirdo. No, no, that's I'm silly. a weirdo. You're not and weird. I find, You're not weird. yeah. Yeah. And I find like body stuff fascinating. So I was like, let down. This is weird. And I was kind of into it. But like, there's no way to say that. It's like, reminds me of weight and, and body type conversations in general. Like you can't just say, as a woman, you can't just say like, I love the way I look. I am really happy with my body. And have that be a statement, like, outside of what your body is and outside of the larger politic. You know, well, and that's so frustrating.
1: Well, let's let's take the space to do that, Kate. I'm going to say that I breastfeed. I've breastfed both of my daughters and I love them to death, but it is not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> you see, I can't even yeah. like it, but I, I mean, I, it's not that I don't <laughs> like it because it gives them po- like I'm qualified. I can't do it. See, I told us to give us a space and I can <laughs> I would rather be at the beach. Oh yeah. You know? Frolicking frolicking with
0: them in the sand. Yeah. Doing other stuff with your kids. I think that's fair to say. Yes. Like, I would be rather be doing other fun things with my kids.
1: Yeah, that's that's probably where I am. Am I going to stop feeding her? No. But <laughs> but it is not the because for all the benefits, like even, oh, you lose weight faster, or like you said, like I said, the convenience and all these things that are thrown at me, like if I'm being 100% honest, I mean, that's not outside of the fact that it's better for her. Like, that's what the research says that it's better for her than formula. By how much yeah. we don't know. <laughs> and the thing is, have yeah. I actually read the research? No. <laughs>
0: yeah and that's it's so frustrating because we're like in this I sometimes I wonder is it just this moment in time like are we in this 20 like are we the one generation of moms in this 20-year gap that like just don't just have all the conflicting data and we'll figure it out in another 20 years or is this just forever like are we always going to go back and forth and ultimately it's going to be like I don't know Good luck
1: with your teddies, lady. Well, you know what the funny thing is? I always this is where I go into my like crazy deep thought mode. But I'm like, for all the kids that don't have their moms or like like, or they something physically that the mother can't produce the milk? I mean, that's clearly something that happens a lot.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: those kids are fine. And not just fine, like air quotes, like they're healthy and, pri- and thriving and doing all this stuff. So yeah. That's what the conflict is. It's that you see all these kids that are doing just as well. Um, So maybe you're feeding on the off chance, like you're feeding on the hope th- in case, you know, like or just to make sure that I think that's where I am. I'm like a just to make sure kind of person. So like as much as it's right. stressful or it was, str- I mean, it was stressful that first two weeks. Like I was not present even for like I was just not physically present mentally present but now that it's smoothened over i'm in the just in case mode where it's like for her sake i do this just in case right right but, right but that window for me ends around six months <laughs> because <laughs> yeah like i think the world health organization actually suggests you do two years i think that's actually yeah the but also
0: like world health organization is talking to, like, like...
1: The range.
0: 20... Yeah, these, like, 15 to 20% of moms who are in developed areas, and then this, like, massive number of moms who are in places without clean drinking water or, like, access to, like, formula that isn't, like, some crazy Nestle-pressured thing where they're being told, like, that
1: breastfeeding is dirty or something. Like... Did you feel the guilt when you transitioned already? Well, you said he just went into solids pretty much.
0: Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> like there was a second where I
1: was like, I love you, Kate. I I love I <clears do. throat> you. Yeah. You keep, no, you, you, first of all, I'm going to stop you from feeling bad for having a smooth, smooth transition because that's what I need to hear. I need to know that, yeah. it, that it's like, it's okay. And some things are not normal. Some things are difficult, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm in the lucky place where, like, I spent my 20s, and it's the same way I was like, I'm going to have this glass of champagne. I am nine in three years pregnant. <laughs> and, That's like, funny. this is this is me drinking a beer at a karaoke bar, because fuck y'all. <laughs> like, I am in the really lucky place where I was just surrounded for, you know, my, most of my 20s with these women who were, like, You know, take care of yourself. If you're asking for a raise, you are doing it for the sisterhood. Don't be afraid to be selfish because that is, like, a political statement that you want to make. And so, like, if I'm taking care of myself and it doesn't hurt my kid, like, I don't see that as, like, an option. I see that as a statement I'm making
1: that shows other women that they can do the same thing. But this is why I you need you, though, Kate, because you know that even outside of breastfeeding, that's something that I struggle with. Like, we're on two ends of the spectrum. Because yeah. I, what you're hearing me say about breastfeeding translates to every aspect of my life when it comes to having walked into this place called motherhood, this palace of wonder, wonder Womanness, right? <laughs> and... It, I'm going to challenge myself. That's what I'll say. Instead of stuttering through this more, I'll, I'll say that I will challenge myself to really think seriously why I'm breastfeeding. And I think that's really what it comes down to: is that it doesn't matter if you choose to breastfeed or not. What it matters is, is that you've decided for yourself that this decision is best for you and your family. But, but in our case, yeah. like really, and for people that are like me, really focusing on what's best for you.
0: Yeah, because, you know, there's just like such a cult of self-sacrifice around motherhood. Um, and I feel like it's really damaging, like and women in general, like this sense that you can expiate your guilt or make yourself like make up for all your faults by feeling shittier and making yourself feel shittier. And nope, no, actually, you just feel shittier. And all of the bad stuff is still there facing you.
1: Get out that, of my head. That
0: Katie. I know. Get out of my head. That is no. It's true. Like I think that's probably part of why we get along. <laughs> is like that's where we come from. Like you know, daughters, like overachieving daughters of single moms. So there's nothing like trying to to crap on your own health and well being uh, and and enjoyment of life to kind of like assuage that guilt for a second. So I have to, I know that I have to be really, really conscious not to do that. And I knew basically before I even got pregnant, I was like, if I ever have a kid, I need to think about this at every moment because it's not going to be good for them. Like, it's not good to have a role model who's constantly like trying to make herself feel shitty so that she can feel less shitty. Like, that doesn't work. (laughs) So it's like logically unsound. Um so the nice thing is that it it's a way for me to like position myself as like in my own crazy brain as like making a sacrifice in order to do things better for my family and myself. Like I'm sacrificing my natural desire to like martyr because it's like a really natural feeling and i'm sacrificing that so that like my kid and my family can be better. Like i can't even be selfish for selfish reasons. I have to double frame it. PS, i'm fucking crazy. But it seems to be working out.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. First of all, I want everyone to know that I'm making all types of faces right now because I hate. They're really good. I hate when Kate comes on the race, comes on our podcast, and starts dropping the knowledge. She didn't put it in our outline. I'm not prepared for this, so I'm sitting here with my jaw down on the floor, like, "WTF?" I didn't know. I didn't know I needed to get my life checked today. Okay, <laughs> but seriously, like now I'm sitting here, like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Good, good job, Kate. I mean, you figured out you figured out the core of my problems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to take care of yourself. And see, this is the even better thing: is now my crazy brain is like, Kate, you have to be even more selfish because you have to demonstrate to Danielle that babies won't die if you just take care of yourself. You need this means- to take like eight eight jello shots in front of Danielle next time you're in the same place so that she knows
1: she can be a human. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, there's so many things, so many things in my brain, but I'm going to focus in my brain right now and say, first of all, I needed that. I needed to hear that. I'm struggling with it. I think it's very clear to everyone that listens to our podcast that I'm struggling with this. Um, But yeah, this is good insight because as I sat there, you asked me like, "Why am I breastfeeding?" I am like, "I don't know," because <laughs> it's good for my baby. I, I really appreciate that,
0: because it's really hard not to make up reasons why you do things. I was like,
1: "I haven't thought about it," so I went with the default, which is whatever's the best. I'm gonna go for you know. Oh my gosh, my brain is my brain is churning. I didn't even know that I had. To, I was thinking of it this way clearly breastfeeding is something that is challenging for everyone. But I really hope that as you hear me get like spanked on the hand by Kate, that you remember that why you do it should be, yes, it's good for the baby, but also because it's good for you. Um, So yeah, Kate, I got to go. I got to think about it. We'll we'll see what, we'll see what I'm doing next episode.
0: (laughs) I just always want you to take care of yourself. Like, it seems like it would be easy. Like I'll just schedule weekly pedicures, but. Which I don't do. (laughs) <laughs> no. Oh god, no. <laughs> but yeah, that shit's difficult. Like it's much easier as a woman and especially as a mother to just like ignore your own needs until you freak out and collapse.
1: Mm. Well And on that positive <laughs> note. Kid, <laughs> I rarely am at a loss for words. So you go ahead and wrap this one up, honey, because you've 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 done the unthinkable.
0: That's it for now, y'all. If you're looking for more, you can find us on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, at Go Ahead Mama. If you've got thoughts on the topics we've covered so far or new stuff that you'd really like us to talk about, email us at letstalkmamacita at gmail.com. We'd also give our firstborn if you would leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, since that's the best way to help new mamas find us. Huge, huge thanks to our intern, Reese Ravner, and to our producers, The Mediocre Parent Show. Check them out at MediocreParentShow.com or on iTunes. Until next time, thanks, mamas.